Hello, welcome to Comic Book Junto, episode 128. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jolly Old St. Tetris. That's right. Jolly old St. Tetris, a.k.a. Old Man Winter Soldier. You know what it is. <laughs> okay. I got that thing <laughs> on me. Come on, man. A.k.a. You the Krampus keep... Kid. They, you know. Hey, you got to keep it on you. You That's know what right. I'm saying? That's right. Happy holidays to you, Octavius. Same to you as well, Adam. Internet, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Uh, Merry, happy Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. You all know. Them. All them. All of the various things that all of the, the, the humans celebrate. Mm-hmm. Shout out to y'all. Hope you guys are all enjoying your holidays, staying safe, um, doing the best you can at doing that. Hope everybody's well and healthy. We are socially distancing. Uh, yeah. Yet ha- still recording. Been. We have been. It's been yes. uh, ten, 10 months of social distancing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. But we're back with another banger. You ever hear people <laughs> introduce their podcast like that? We got a banger. We got a we got an awesome show for you. Isn't that what J-Lo used to do? It's like, yeah, uh, you know, we got an awesome show for you. Um, you know, Robert De Niro is here tonight. Do you yeah. hear about this? Yeah. And that's what he always starts his... I wish I had that kind of energy going into one of these podcasts. Like, I know the podcast is good. And I, I know it's worth listening to. But uh-huh. I'd, I, don't, I don't have that kind of uh, enthusiasm or charisma going into one of these podcasts. I'd be like, welcome back to Comic Book Junto. We got another mildly interesting show for you. <laughs> Buckle up. We got another, you know, fair, fair show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fair. Have Pretty. you heard about this? Oh, you already did? You you saw it online? Okay. <laughs> Pretty... <laughs> Pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good show. We do have a pretty yeah. good show lined up because we we haven't done a, a show in in a couple weeks, which mm-hmm. means we have truly stockpiled on news and current events and yes. and, and things to share. With a breaking news, the big breaking news is that uh, Marvel is releasing a new Man Thing comic in twenty twenty one. People have mm. been talking. My mm. phone is blowing up. Leno's mm. on my line. Letterman's on my line. Jay-Z, you hear about this? Jay Z called me. He <laughs> says we got to do a deal. We got to, you know, I, wow. I want in. Uh, wow. I, I said, Hova, I'm not even associated with this, but by all means, of course. So anyway, I'm now Rock represented Nation? by. I'm I'm on title. This episode is coming out on title only. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Nobody, I made a deal nobody... without you. I just thought maybe you would agree <laughs> with oh, those okay. terms. All right, listen. Yeah, you, you know, if Rock Nation, Jay Z, they trying to hook us up. Okay, let's talk about it. Yeah. But we, we do but have we a ton of stuff, stuff to talk, talk about, about, man. With so much to yes. talk about. Yes. Where should we start? Where should we begin this episode? I want to say chronologically, the thing that happened longest ago that we did not get to comment on, maybe... Tenet? Oh, Tenet. <laughs> Warner Brothers? <laughs> Tenet, uh, we don't have enough time. Cyberpunk? Let me say this about Tenet. We have okay. already, we've already covered Tenet. It already happened. <laughs> right. Right? That's it. Uh, Game. I, I read a tweet that really pissed me off. And it said... Oh, man. It I said, can't wait to hear this. It said, on my way to see Tenet, I loved it. And I was like... <laughs> <sighs> so we're going to have to cover oh, that in its own episode, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh, but I, I feel like... strong thoughts. Yeah, I have strong thoughts on Tenet, man. <laughs> I really, Very truly do. thoughts. Uh, but I, I think Tenet is actually a good segue into what we should talk about, which is the Warner Brothers, John, because Tenet was a movie that came out in theaters at the height of the pandemic. 
mm-hmm, and theaters mm-hmm. are you know going under and closing and a lot of movies are deciding not to yeah. release in theaters instead they're going to go to streaming services case in point right. uh, our friends at WB made the announcement that their entire slate of releases mm. for 2021 are all coming to HBO Max yes which is you know complicated feelings correct Correct. It, it complicated is a great way of putting it mm-hmm. because you know I have two emotions. I'm of two minds about it. <laughs> the first thing is like, oh, that's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Almost. At, how many movies did they say they have? Some ridiculous amount. Uh, at least yeah, like truly ridiculous. Sixteen yeah. f- new feature films are gonna be on Warner Brothers. So I think we're talking like The Matrix Four and. Maybe whatever that new Fast and Furious. I'm not sure if that's correct. The, the um, new Godzilla movie. Dude. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All of these movies are going to be on HBO Max. And as you're talking to your geek friends, it's like, man, maybe we're going to have a whole new movie at home every month. Yeah. That's fantastic. But then you get to thinking about, oh, we don't get to have the movie experience. Because we don't know if the movie theater is going to be open. Now, one of the things that they said is this is going to be a simultaneous release. Mm. It's going to be released at home, and it's going to be released in theaters. Mm -hmm. But depending upon how your life is set up, or how you've set up your life, if you're like me, you're more than likely are going to be going into a movie theater to watch this movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Probably well, not going to happen. No, it's it is not going to happen. Even though we want that experience, I want that. I, I want to have the experience where I go in into a movie theater. I buy my popcorn. I get my raisinets. I do you what every every red blooded American does. You put the raisinets in the pot. We all do it, right? We can all agree. No, it's famously did I done. Ever try that? <laughs> yeah, I think. Have you I did. tried it yet? I think you did. did. I like it. <laughs> You're asking me. I can feed you, you anything, right? I can just say, yeah, you liked it. You said it was the best thing you ever had. <laughs> well, hold on. I know I didn't say that. But I mean, you were there. I must have tried. I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I, I do eat raisin nuts a lot more because of you. Raisin nuts are good, man. Yeah, they, raisin nuts are the raisin nuts are not as good as the, uh, what's the other Jones? I can never think of the other ones. The ones in the red box. Uh, and oh, I forget what they are, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you yeah. know, it, like it looks like it's going to be the a AMC knockoff, joints. but it's not as it, yes. it is legitimately like better. The, the original joints. Yeah, yeah. They're Damn. just like whatever AMC has in the red box that look like raisinets, and you're like, yeah. y'all got raisinets? They go, nah, sorry, pal, we ain't got raisinets. Why is the guy who's behind the counter sound like this? I don't know, but it just <laughs> felt right to me. Nah, pal, we ain't got it, bro. They all do. Sorry, man, man we got these in the red box. You want it or not? I'm trying got, to remake. Right, the, I, look, I'm trying to bring that experience home for myself. I mean, we talk about Tenet. It was the first time in a long time when I watched a movie at home, and I I had this setup. Instead of plopping down in the couch and turning a movie on, I turned the mm-hmm. lights off. I got okay. the speakers up as loud as I could. I made a, right. a bowl of popcorn. You know, we mm-hmm. like we got into it. We put our phones away. We do the whole. You had night. people come in and heckle the movie. Uh, yes, right. I invited my favorite friends from Riverview to sit in the front row and and talk trash on the phone. Yes, uh, yeah. yes. So. You know, you you fuss at that experience while it's happening, but when you can't have it, you're like, yeah, it's it. fine. They talk in the front row. It's cool. Yeah, go off. I don't care. It's all right. All right. <laughs> I, give me the theater back. We have uh, we have this huge slate of movies. I'm looking at a list mm-hmm. right now. Uh, okay. All the new WB movies coming to HBO Max in 2020, 2021. Uh, we got The Little Things. Uh, uh, let me see. Rami Malek's in that. Tom and Jerry? What? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a Tom and Jerry, like... 
CG animated slash live action, you know, yep. type joint. Many Saints yeah. of Newark. We got Mortal Kombat, Godzilla versus Kong. You know I'm about that. Uh, mm-hmm. Conjuring in the Heights, the new Space Jam. Oh, oh. Uh, Suicide Squad. All oh, right. Yep. Dune. Uh, okay. Matrix 4. Uh, mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. That had that amazing yes. trailer. You remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. A lot. A lot. We're going to have to just dedicate like one. We're probably going to have to. And also, we're going to get into this later on, but that's just WB. That's just Let WB. alone Netflix. Yeah. Let alone Disney. Mm-hmm. Let alone, you know, whatever else is going to have to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? We're going to have a lot to talk about movie-wise. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, speaking of all this and, and tying back again to Tenet, not everybody's happy about it, though. Christopher Nolan is is, yes. is not pleased. Yeah, quite peeved, if you will. Yeah, I don't know, man. I I think that's frustrating to me as far as I'm concerned. Like Nolan Tell me says, more about that. well, I mean, you know, this is the big sweeping decision for a company to say we're releasing mm-hmm. all of our huge blockbusters to, to streaming. You think they want to do that? Certainly not. They don't yeah. want to, but they have to figure out how do we creatively stay relevant. How do we entertain yeah. people, even if we're not getting their box office dollars. How do we mm-hmm. make sure that these properties, these movies are still on their lips, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it has to exist. And I guess we, we could all just wait, sit on our hands and watch nothing. But that just means uh, other competing services will thrive while HBO Max maybe yeah. doesn't. So for Nolan to rip into this as an idea, on one hand, I'm like, okay, if nobody told you this is the plan, that sucks. Communication, right, right, I'm sure, right. is complicated because you've got executives on executives on executives and then all the parallels, they're in different departments and companies. I'm sure they do not communicate openly with one another. So that sucks. But on the other side, it's like, do you got a better option? Like, yeah, because Monster Hunter is out right now. Melia Jovovich in the big video game adaptation, Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I see the, the the trailer for it online and it says in theaters now. And my response to that is like, mm, not that's not it. You certainly yeah. should not be doing that. We're lo- yeah. I mean, we got like 3000 people dying a day. Absolutely not. So, mm-hmm. so it's yeah. I, I feel conflicted. Like uh, it's it it is not helpful to throw a fuss without having some solution or to, to ch- say you want to hop in and try to figure things out. But like everybody's backs point. against the wall. That's a great point because that's one of the things that I was thinking about. So I I, I understand both sides. There's one side of it. Like the here's 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 the fan angle. As a fan, it's like I want to see these movies. Period. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to, I have HBO Max and I love to watch them. I also would rather see them in movie theaters and have that experience, but I'm not going to put my or anyone else's life on the line for my own personal entertainment. Yeah. That's just like, you know, a fan of films and genre and all that kind of stuff. Then on the other side, when you look at it from a Nolan perspective, let's say, mm-hmm. there's one side of it that's like, hey, this was not a part of my contract. And from what I understand, the actors, the directors, all of those people, they weren't like consulted or told or informed. That is rough. It kind of just happened. And yeah. like, it's kind of like they wake up in the morning and it's something's tw- trending, trending on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like, I'm wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. What? They did what? Yeah. What happened? And I understand the frustration because this is money. This is my livelihood. This is the understanding of what this is. But the other side of that is you got a better idea. That's it. 
do you have a, a solution? Mm -hmm. And who knows what the conversation was, but that's the question I'm asking. You mm -hmm. can be as mad as you want that your movie is no longer going to be in theaters. But have you taken note of what's happening around the world? Like, are you in any way, shape, or form aware? Like, do you have another solution for how to move forward as the movie industry keeping it afloat. I mean, AMC is saying from what I understand that they could go out of business as early as January. Yeah. Really? Like that's what I'm hearing. That's some of the stuff that I'm that I'm I'm hearing. Like they're running really really low. They're trying to keep it afloat. Yeah. They're trying to keep the, you know, keep this thing, keep this bird in the air, but it's like we're running out of fuel. Yeah. But yeah. what what and it's nobody's it's not like any of us were like planning this. Mm -hmm. We all, I mean, not me, you, our friends, we enjoyed AMC Stubbs A-list. Mm -hmm. You know, we were happily paying that money. We were enjoying that experience. It was a great deal for us. Mm -hmm. So I don't think any of us knew what 2020 was going to look like. Yeah. No. So I understand the frustration, but you got to come up with some solutions. Uh. And I'm mad. I'm pissed off is like, part of the conversation but that's not the whole conversation and that's it i mean the other thing too right is uh home theater setups are pretty legit you you can really do it right if Getting you there. if you really want to do this you can do it right and in in some cases doing it right doesn't even involve technology or acquiring new gear but do do what i did you know Turn your phone off, uh, mm -hmm. turn your lights off, make some popcorn, try to simulate that experience. It's not the same. Right. I get it. You don't right. get that Dolby Digital. You don't get that RTX. You don't get the seats. I totally understand. But you can yeah. you can do yourself a favor and try to create this like deliberate time. Mm -hmm. And that is contrast to the way that I watch a lot of TV shows. You know, Even when it's a show that I really like, I sit down... Next thing I know, seven episodes have gone by, and I'm like, damn, I right. wasn't even paying attention to most of this, but that's most of the show. You know, I just did that with Queen's Gambit. I'm like, oh, good lord. I'm watching that intentionally. I'm hey. on episode, I've been on episode four or five for like a long time because I haven't had the time to give myself. Oh, I noticed that people watch stuff differently. Like yeah. Simba, Simba Sparks, aka uh, Ken Sparks. It's mm -hmm. funny that his his nickname, aka is his, real his name. name. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, he was telling me he was like, "Yeah, man, I'm catching up on all this, um, you know, uh, Clone Wars. And oh yeah, that's Star right. Wars Rebel stuff mm. in order to really get into to Mandalorian." And I was like, "Man, how have you watched so much stuff?" And he's like, ah, "I got it on in the background." While he's and coding, I'm like, well, fam, right? you're not yeah. watching it. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't watch TV like that. Yeah. The only I, thing I watch like that is like the challenge, like oh, MTV's okay. the challenge stuff, where you really don't have to. You can kind of just hear the banter and go, "All right, I get it." I know yeah. he he betrayed her, and then she, you know, said she was going to do this, but then she didn't. Like I got it, sure, whatever. Yeah, I feel. I mean, that makes sense because the challenge is reality TV. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you don't need to follow the plot or the machinations or the writing or anything like that. But not really. Yeah. There's some shows where I, I think that just kind of happens. Like, I, I don't know, it's just on and, and it is good enough to continue watching. But at the yeah. same time, I'm not 100% laser focused. And then there are other shows where I'm, I'm focused on it, but I don't create the environment. Like uh, The Expanse, uh, one of my favorite ongoing series. They just released season five this past Friday. I love The Expanse. I watch that very intently or else I am lost. However, mm -hmm. I don't turn the lights off. I don't make a bowl of popcorn. I don't do the whole 
environment right. building, right? Was, and that was you something that I did phone. for Tenet, which I really liked. You know, it was it was fun. It was a cool experience to be able to do that for Tenet. Not to mention, let me tell you a real plus of watching these blockbuster movies at home. You turn subtitles on because I don't understand wait a, a word. Wait, y'all wait, wait, wait. Are oh, saying Tenet? You're talking about Tenet specifically, Christopher Nolan. I don't know what your characters are saying. You put Bane in his mask. You got you got Tom and Hardy wearing the helmet as a pilot in Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. What are y'all saying? I can't follow this at all. So I have to put the subtitles on, and I was I was grateful for that. Are you a subtitles guy at home? Just now I am. I didn't used Hell to be, but no. I am now. No, no. I came up I like that. Anime, anime trained me. I can't stand it. Really? What, is, what about it? it? Because my eyes keep darting down to mm. the words, even though I don't need to read the words. Mm-hmm. It's just like if there's words on the screen, you know, I keep trying to read it and I'm missing what's going on in the actual show. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, just cut the, they're a distraction. Sure. You know, this shot was not composed with words at the bottom of it. Sure. You know, now I understand if I need them or if someone needs them, sure, of course. Yeah. You know, I'm glad that they're available for those people that are in need or even prefer them. Right. But for me, when I'm at someone's house and they put subtitles on, I'm just like, (laughs) 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 but you're at somebody else's house. So you can't just be like, you'll cut them off. Yeah. But in my, in my mind, Adam, in my heart. I'm like, you don't cut them doggone subtitles off. I wasn't always this way, man. But look, let me give you the alternative. Which would you prefer? Subtitles on the screen or mm-hmm. my deaf ass saying every 10 minutes, what did he just say? Huh? What did he just say? <laughs> huh? What was that? I feel like that was important. Would you rewind that? Do you mind? You're like, I did. That is how I am these days. I don't know why. Maybe I've gotten used to using subtitles kind of as a crutch. Or like maybe I don't, I didn't need them, but now I think I do. My brain cannot connect synapses. I, I never know what's going on at any given time. It's a tragedy. And I just explained it to myself. I, I'll be like, yeah, you know, I grew up with anime. I watch subtitles all the time. I was raised in the streets. But it's like, it's not Whoa. like that. I just can't, I don't know anything. I can't hear Whoa. what they're saying. Speaking of anime, I, do, I remember before the show, I told you I wanted, I had a You wanted to Genesis. talk about Evangelion. You had a comment on Evangelion. Right. The only anime we ever talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Doing my holiday shopping. Um, You know, I'm perusing through the internet, just seeing what's up. I'm a part of a couple of uh, Secret Santas. So I'm looking up, you know, cheap gifts that I want and sending cheap gifts and stuff like that. And I come across the Funko Pop of Unit 1. Yes. Yeah. Shinji's mech. Right, but yeah. it's the it's not the size of regular Funkos. It's the big ones, which makes sense. Uh-huh. It's like the huge version, but it's the unit one that's covered in blood. <laughs> the Berserker unit one. Yeah, and I was like, "Ooh, this is dope!" And I was like, "What? This is only twenty dollars? I might buy this for myself." Yeah, and the theater of my mind activates and that scene starts rolling in my head (laughs) like i see that in my mind and i'm like with the human arm growing out of it (laughs) i was like i don't and i legitimately didn't purchase it because i didn't want to look over at my desk and and see see that covered in blood because if you remember i called you after that scene and i was like 
fam, what is going on? <laughs> like, this is why, like, Evangelion made me feel feelings that were just like, and I'm a grown man. I didn't watch this as a kid like a lot of people did. I'm watching it, and I'm just like, damn. And then Shinji's like just moving. They can just, just, just stop, stop, you know? And I'm like, that is a very painful scene. Yeah. I don't want that on my desk. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, get, so I found the one without the blood all over it, and I put that on the list. And I was like, so give me that one. I just, the, I remember him. I remember the Ava just running really cool. I can yeah. be cool with that. Oh my god! Yeah, I uh, I, I visited my favorite comic book shop, Brave New Worlds, uh, for the uh-huh. first time in in weeks. I haven't been over in a long time on Tuesday, right? And you know, we 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 go there enough. We we know the people there, right. Rob and Brian and Casey, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I walk into the shop and you know, exchange pleasantries, ask for recommendations, right? So mm-hmm. I go, go in on Tuesday, and uh, uh, as soon as Brian sees that I'm in there, he goes, "Oh, hold on, Adam." And he turns the music off that was playing on the store, and he turns on the mm-hmm. theme song to Evangelion, A Cruel mm-hmm. Angel's Thesis, comes on over the mm-hmm. store speakers, mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. uh, walks over with three new Evangelion's like, uh, figures uh, they, they have for sale. And I'm like, <coughs> oh, wow. <sighs> and you know, it took every fiber in my body not to purchase each of them. You know? Which it's ones like, are they? Are they Funkos? They, no, they're not Funkos. They're like, so you know if you go and you buy uh, Gundam models and you got to build them, right? Oh, yeah. So yeah. these these aren't them. They're like the same scale, but they're pre-built, pre-painted and all that. Okay, okay. Um, if, if I had my druthers and they would move, they would have like articulation. They don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was an Asuka with the eye patch from the new movies, which are, I can't. It's it, it's not comprehensible. I couldn't even tell what's you what's even going happening on. in these movies. Isn't the new one come? Wasn't the new one supposed to come out this year? Twenty twenty one. Yeah, comes out in Japan oh, in twenty twenty one. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, and I assume the way that the internet works, that means that we will be able to watch it without too much further delay. Um, yeah. But yeah, that that is the fourth and theoretically final Evangelion movie. Yeah. Well, Lupin the Third, the first came oh, out yeah, in the, Japan. The, the CG genre, little, right? Yeah, a little while ago, and then we're going to be getting it next. It came out a couple months ago yeah. in Japan, and we're going to be getting it in America in a couple in like next month, maybe. I think. Oh, okay. So hopefully the delay the, the delay is not that long. I'm looking but, forward but anyway, to that. Lupin. Oh yeah, because I always liked Lupin, and uh, the fact that Miyazaki worked on those movies, and that's like where he really honed his his you know his art. Mm-hmm. I just I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan. I, I think that's really cool. I do think that the the new Lupin movie is in CG, which is just kind of weird, you know. Yeah. But that is the thing that anime is doing now. Uh, Studio Ghibli, they do you know Totoro and uh, Princess Mononoke. They have a new mm-hmm. movie coming out. I think this year and next. And it is fully CG. So it seems like that's just kind of the direction some that's of them interesting. are going. Yeah. Because I saw some of, you know, as I'm digging in my anime, my anime and animation history bag. Yeah. I see, you know, Miyazaki being like, ah, yeah, I don't know. So it's interesting to see him diving into CG. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what he does because he's already made a CG feature. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how he moves forward doing CG stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it, you can do it in really spectacular and uncommon ways. I mean, look at Into mm-hmm. the Spider-Verse. They they basically yes. invented their own style just to get yes. that right, you know? Yes. And I, I think that's pretty legit. So um, 
hopefully that movie inspired other creators. If you're going to make anime and transition from 2D hand-drawn to 3D CG, uh, yeah. then hopefully you give it a little bit of a, a flair so it's it's not it doesn't look like everything else, you know? Yeah. We'll see. I will say my, my animation eye is, like, developed, so even the stuff I've seen from Lupin, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like, oh, man, this is really cool. It has a very unique... Um, I don't want to get be get into animation nerd mode, but it had it, it's carrying over some of the anime stuff, mm-hmm. but it also has some other things that are like, oh, this is different. You guys do this a little bit differently. Yeah, it's do- it's dope though. I'm excited about that. That's another good one that's on the list that's coming out soon. Yeah. Speaking of hollering at the top of your lungs, yes, sir. Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> I thought we were going to go into Mandalorian because at the you're by, fired by the finale of the Mandalorian. I was hollering at the top of my lungs, but we're we're we're, <laughs> we're pivoting into Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise was mad. He he was big mad and big justifiably humongous mad. Justifiably. Oh, okay, you're getting right into it. I was going to ask you because this is part of what's going on in the interwebs. Mm-hmm. Should Tom Cruise have been talking like that to them grown people? Sure. Tom Cruise, from what I understand, I don't, I, you know, you can Google it. I'm not going to read off the <laughs> the transcript of what he said, but basically, from what my, from what I understand, there was some sort of uh, social distancing, PPE, something to do with, you know, the way that they were managing, the way that some people were behaving and handling themselves on the set of Mission Impossible Seven. Seven, yeah, um, and Tom. Had had enough. Mm-hmm. Okay. He was hot as fish grease. <laughs> he went in there and he let them know if I see it again, you're fired. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, like he was very clear that he wasn't playing no more. That's right. Yeah. And the internet had thoughts on both directions. Yeah. Yeah. I found a transcript. I feel like, uh, oh, I mean, you're, you, you're a voice actor, so it might be some fun. Um, I, I found a transcript. You know what? Where is it? S- s- send it to I'm me. I'm going to just drop this into the chat right now. So let me just uh, pop this in. Okay. Mission Impossible 7, they're ma- it, it, against all odds, they're filming this movie right now, uh, given the circumstances. <laughs> it's difficult to make these kinds of productions with as many people involved safely. And that is a thing that we've seen time and time again in, in sports, in television production, in, in movies. I mean, like, you, you will be producing this and making this you got people on set doing their job one case one positive case and then the whole thing's got to shut down what in the world you know My so phone it's, it's a whole situation that uh you've gotta you, you gotta be smart you've gotta be safe there is no gray area or else it all slips away yeah that's some uh live radio right there Quick that's phone right ring but it's cool it's whatever uh-huh. No, it's, it's all good. Joe, Joe can edit that in post. That, that, that ain't nothing. If he can, can sync can our Joe? if he can sync our clap together as though they happened at the same time, then he then he could do yeah. that. No problem. Let me tell you how this this clap. Every time we do this clap to 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 do this remote podcast, the clap is so off. I'm like, this can't be Adam's whiteness. No, it's that the best be thing that is. a white man could ask for. He's just like, it's the network connection, it's not me. There it is. I'm like, it can't, this can't be the case. But anyway, okay, so I'm going to read a little bit of this. And um, so here's what he says. We are the gold standard. They're back there in Hollywood making movies right now because of us, because they believe in us and what we're doing. 
I'm on the phone with every effing studio at night. Insurance companies, producers, and they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs. You motherfuckers. That's my that's, favorite I'm line. Leave it at that. That's my favorite line. <laughs> we are creating thousands of jobs. You motherfucker. That should be a presidential <laughs> campaign slogan. <laughs> oh, I don't ever want to see it again, ever. And if you do it, you're fired. If I see you do it again, you're effing gone. Mm-hmm. And anyone on this crew that does it, that's it. And you, you too. <laughs> and you too. <laughs> and you. If you ever do it again, that's it. I'm like, I just need video. Who is he pointing at and screaming at like that? I don't know. I mean, that is Tom Cruise and all. But this is but, a very different thing. Remember when Christian Bale freaked out and everybody yeah, remember that yeah, video? Yeah, yeah. This is a very different thing. Christian Bale was losing his mind because, you know, his like focus is being knocked off or distracted. In this mm-hmm. case, uh, uh, quote me on this, put it on the record. I am not one who's going to say Tom Cruise was right pretty much ever. I'm not, this is like a, you know, broken <laughs> clock is right. right twice a day. But like your man who's at the top of the Scientology thing, I'm not going to say that he's usually. <laughs> Didn't like, they say he's at the level where, where you could kill somebody and just walk off? They got to clean it definitely. up. Definitely. He probably did. We just didn't hear it on tape. <laughs> I don't but know. You're, you're done. You understand me? And you, and you, and you too. <laughs> All of you are done. Yeah. I just think in this case, you know, one of the things that he goes on to say is, you know, that we're shutting down this movie and they're therefore shutting down the standard for movie making, shutting down the industry is not going to help people pay for food on their table, their college mm-hmm. education, their future. Mm-hmm. You know, like that is people's lives at stake, literal lives at stakes and their livelihood, their ability to work. So safety, if that is the measure, we don't mess around. I totally understand. Mm-hmm. Yes, you should not speak to people grown-ass people so disrespectfully like they are not also grown-ass people. You shouldn't do that, but correct. this is... If you are working at the privilege, the luxury of making a movie during the pandemic while other people cannot work whatsoever at their like regular 9-to-5, then yeah, you mm-hmm. better be doing it right. Do not play around. So I, yeah. I understand. All of I that, I want to say attached to all of that, we all can acknowledge Tom Cruise is an insane person. So, <laughs> we, I mean, uh, here's the, it, again, two minds about it. One, one part of it is he wasn't talking to me like that. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like he ain't talking to me. He must be talking to you. I know he ain't talking to me. Okay. Cause I, you know I mean, he can't be talking to me. He must be talking to you. He, he pointed in my direction, but you stand right next to me. So he was talking to you. He wasn't talking to me like that. <laughs> yeah, that's just when you, you, uh, you very uh, gracefully slide behind the bigger guy. You know, and be like, right. no, it wasn't me. Certainly, it's like I jump off planes for a living. Okay, that's I'm not right. afraid of any of you guys. That's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. I feel. I feel what the point is. Like the message being like, listen, the entire movie industry. Mm-hmm is weighing in the balance of movies like ours. Mm-hmm. We cannot shut this movie down. People are trying to put, people are trying to make a living. Mm-hmm. Pe- these are people's jobs. You know, like, this is serious. You yeah. guys can't have a lapse in judgment, whatever it is, because I don't know exactly what the issue is. Yeah, we don't even know. But I, I understand the point. The point being like, hey, listen, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. Period, point blank, end of the discussion. And he needed to communicate that. Sure. And 
fair point. But sometimes it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah. And when I see on the internet people going, hold on, fam, you could have pulled us to the side, you could have sent an email, you could have even, you know, taken action. But then I hear the other side that's like, hey, yell at me, don't fire me. Sure. I'd rather, listen, I'd rather take a, getting yelled at or getting, getting a stern talking to than just getting fired. Sure. So as, as usual, the internet has not found a way to agree with each other. (laughs) Of course. I understand. But here's what I'm going to say. Uh, this is, it's, it's not like I appreciate or like this. I am fine with this being something that he said and, and fine with this kind of sternness and, and aggressiveness because there are a lot of people mm-hmm. who flippantly think the other way and don't think at all. Right, right, right. Like I'm, I see a, a, a Facebook post copied and pasted around Twitter this weekend in which a woman is lamenting the fact that she and her family are going to have a hard time getting down to Disney World right now because their four-year-old just tested positive for COVID. And she's like, I'll be damned if I don't let my family go on vacation. We're going anyway. And um, so I I think of like, well, I, if the opposite you is you should call, we should call. Okay. Here's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. We need to get a recording of Tom Cruise. <laughs> Everybody gets issued a recording of Tom Cruise. Okay. And when you see someone acting like they don't have no home training, when it comes to protecting the other people around them, right. you just turn whatever device you have up to its loudest capacity and you have Tom Cruise yell at the person. Yes. Yes. And if you have enough money, you know, you can even hire Tom Cruise for his day rate to have that him uh, arrive at someone's front door and yell at them. Is he on Cameo? Tom Cruise on Cameo? There we, that's what I'm saying. And this you should can be have like Tom the new, Cruise yell at people. It should be like, the, you know when you get an Amber Alert or the uh, emergency services alert <laughs> yeah. and everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. phone goes off? It's just Tom Cruise yelling. Because I'll tell you what, Octavius, I went to the grocery store today. I'm uh-huh. about to yell like Tom Cruise that the, the person who is behind me in line in the dairy aisle and their mask is not covering their nose. I'm going to say something. the same stuff. I'm going to turn and look at them and say, we are making thousands of jobs and it's not going to make sense, <laughs> but that's how I feel. So, Hey, I was at the grocery store too. Yeah. Right on a Sunday, people, man. We made a choice going on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I, I want to be like, if you don't pull this mask up over your nose. <laughs> but you know, I don't want to start no mess. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. As the wise as the wise poet once said, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. It's true. Yeah. You know, so I try to pick and choose my battles. But at the same time, I will let me I will tell you a quick story. A quick story mm-hmm. about a time where I really did have to speak to somebody. Mm-hmm. I went to pick up some food. For the family. I order some food because I don't want to pay for the delivery. Yeah. I'm like, it's just not that far. I'm hopping the car. I'm going to drive over and pick it up. I walk into the store, to the restaurant, and both of the people behind the counter are masked up, and they have someone inside the store talking to them Mm -hmm. with the mask off Hmm. over my bag of food. Curious. And I and I walk up to the door and I start doing the hand gesture, like I'm pointing at my 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 face, pointing at my mask. I'm just yeah. pointing, like yo. And he's kind of like, oh yeah, come in, come in. And I was like, yo, put your mask on. Yeah. And he was like, and he's like, oh. And I was like, yo, put your mask on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the first time I've ever had to actually like address somebody. Yeah. Because it's like, fam. You can do whatever you, I mean, that's, that's normally how I function. Like you grown, you can do whatever you want to do until what you're doing is affecting me. Oh, certainly. Yeah. 
You know, there are three people in this in this store or this restaurant. You're one of them. Mm-hmm. The store's not even open. It's just to pick up pick up delivery. Mm-hmm. And you're in here talking with no mask on. It's like, come on, man. No, it's, Be it's considerate. It's unacceptable. Let's not have an altercation here right now. It's nuts. And this is why I feel so badly for employees who are working right now. You know, it's nice that you got your job. Servers in particular, if you're at a restaurant right, right. now, for one thing, you always wearing your winter coat because you're going outside of your place because pe- nobody's right. inside. Uh, another right. thing, you're always wearing your mask and you're dealing with people who are not wearing their mask. And if you do need to do some kind of qu- crowd control and, and, and tell a customer or, or someone that they, they need to put the mask on or act right, then suddenly you're getting in a position where they may not tip you, they may not take care of you, your livelihood goes down the tubes. I mean, like, it's an extremely right. difficult situation. I would not want to be in that situation. So I'd rather, I'd rather be the person who brings it up because the stakes are zero for me. If I see yeah. somebody in the grocery store and and they're, uh, you know, out of pocket and they're they're not wearing a mask and they're just being uh, belligerent and and, and un, un kind, I guess, in terms of you know uh, being polite toward other people. I will right. say something to you because I don't want you to to have this reflected <clears throat> on the staff. They they have enough shit to deal with, you know. Right. So yeah, it's too much, man. It's way too much. You see the video of the grandpa who who beat that dude up in the elevator? I didn't. I saw that. I saw it floating around. Then he sent it to me. You, here's how this stuff usually goes. I'll okay, get a, tell the internet. Tell us. Tell I'll us how see it. I'll see stuff on the timeline. And then I'll be like, ah, man, I don't know if I want to watch this. <laughs> and then I don't watch it until it winds up in my text thread with you and yep. Ken. And yep. then I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess I submit. <laughs> it's yep. like it is. It has made it to my my private curated timeline with me and Ken and you. And then I'll watch it. Then here's the other thing. Yes, I've been sitting on this forever. This belongs Uh-oh. nowhere. This has no genre or category. You got to hit the off-the-top rope button right here. In the beginning, yeah. I, I wish I had the soundboard right now. Oh, oh my. A, oh, fuck off. <laughs> oh, my God. I, so in the beginning, of the, him. The beginning of the him. pandemic, when we all got that stimulus package, remember that? And I do. I, I treated that. myself, and I went and I bought a pair of AirPods because okay. uh, Timory is teaching fitness classes in the other room, and it's nice mm-hmm. to have the noise-canceling you know, earbuds, right? Yes, so I buy the yes. AirPods. I really enjoy them a lot. They're pretty comfortable. The quality is pretty good. I like them all walk around town wearing the AirPods. And to my uh, surprise, they got the, the feature where Siri reads a message to you, right? So it's like, okay. it's kind of nice. You strolling down the street. Maybe you're carrying some bags. You get a text message while you're listening to a podcast or music. And Siri gives us like mm-hmm. a pretty pleasant tone, chime in and says like, uh, you have a text message mm-hmm. from... Octavius A. Newman. And then it reads it. It's like, oh, okay. You can respond if you want to. But for the most part, I'm just listening. So I'm walking down I the street. Uh-huh. This had to have been a, a week ago. I'm walking down the street. Okay. I got a bag in each hand. Uh, one of them is cat food. So it's like heavy, you know? Uh-huh. And I get a message. Message from Ken Sparks. And then I'm waiting for the message. It says, I got HBO Max. <laughs> I'm like, all right. My pod- pod- podcast comes back on, you know. They're talking on the podcast. Message from Ken Sparks. A lot of good movies on here. Podcast <laughs> comes back on, and I'm listening to the podcast. I'm like, all right. And then I get another chime. Message from Ken Sparks. Oh, I guess some of these movies are good. I don't know. I haven't seen them. 
podcast comes back on. I'm like, oh my word. This service has turned into a nightmare. It's a like a, a Twilight uh, Black Mirror-esque. I cannot get through a single sentence in my in this American life because Ken Sparks is, is ruminating on the from. possibility of Pretty Woman being a movie that he may or may not want to watch. Yeah, it was just wild. I was I was dying. Similarly, this happened when y'all were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and it goes message from Ken Sparks. I got to be honest with you guys. I never knew that Rad was short for Radical. Podcast comes back on message from Octavius A. Newman. Say what? <laughs> podcast i mean it's just like oh my god and what oh, am i gonna do I like I'm, i will be speaking if i choose to respond to siri up talking to myself i'm a crazy ass individual on the streets of philadelphia saying you never knew rad was short for radical send message siri yeah Woo. Yo, when he said that text, I was like, fam, there ain't no way in the world. There's a whole movie called Rad, and he's like, yo, he says this, this random YouTube video right. uh, from Rad. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, oh, where is that from? From Rad. And then that's like, I just found that. That he was radical. And I was like, fam, have you never watched Ninja Turtles before? <laughs> like, have you never heard them say that? And I actually sent him a clip from Ninja Turtles where they're saying that. Right. Like, I just thought it was something else. Oh man! I the, but the thing, like Ken on Sparks, top of man. it, apart from that being hysterically funny, it's just Siri, you know, doing me the service of telling me what I'm getting in my texts without me needing to pick up Message my phone from. and take a look. <laughs> I am dying, Octavius. I'm dying because I want to respond, but like I can't even. I just need to see how this plays out. It's right. just torture. Right. Yeah. Very funny. That belongs nowhere. File that under miscellaneous. It's I just I, was, I, no, I it's was, been on my mind since it happened. I enjoyed that <laughs> very much. Hopefully, the people at home enjoy the uh, inside uh, baseball conversations about our group text. Whew. That's right. I mean, I had it happen today. Message from Ken Sparks. Clubhouse is one of the greatest inventions of the past few years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hysterical. My man, Ken. Speaking <laughs> of which, Clubhouse, let's talk about it now. Um, we have a club on, well, first of all, Clubhouse. Hmm. Those of you who don't know, there's a new app out there called Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. And depending upon your age, this terminology might make sense. Party line, Adam? Uh, yeah, I've been on a party, party line? line. Of course. Okay. Absolutely. So Clubhouse as an app is like party line. Yeah. Okay. Loads of people are on it, um, and it's an all-audio app. So we're going to be having conversations, Adam and I, are going to be having conversations, Comic Book Junto on Clubhouse. So mm -hmm. join Clubhouse. I am at Octavius on Clubhouse. What are you on Clubhouse, Adam? Wow, thanks. W-O-W-T-H-A-N-K-S. <laughs> That's my Twitch name, Wow, thanks. That's your, I was about to say, yeah. Wow, thanks. Yeah. Yeah, you've been on. We yeah, we should get should get into your your Twitch uh, takes after this. But yeah, we're gonna be doing Comfortable Junto stuff on Clubhouse. So uh, hit us up on Clubhouse. Follow the Comfortable Junto Club mm -hmm. on Clubhouse mm -hmm. and tune in when we uh, have conversations. I think we're gonna go on there and talk about Mandalorian season finale. So it, we're gonna I mean, do it here do, too. But do you, do you send messages like uh, audio messages like when you chat with somebody or uh, a text? You like drop a message, record it, and send it, or is it all live? 
live. It's like a chat, like a chat room. Oh my all god, so problematic. I, if if other people hop in on that, who I don't know, this is just. You can you can lo- you can do locked rooms. You can do semi locked rooms. You'll you'll we'll explain it. Yeah, Fine. sure, 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 sure. Whatever. Come and join uh, but, the you know your comic book you into a clubhouse. Adam doesn't know what he's doing. Octavius has told Adam that there are a lot of black people in here. It's okay. Stay, Loads of black people. You'll love it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Perfect. You'll love it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh man. So Twitch. Wow. Thanks is on Twitch. That's right. Streaming Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, if I'm lucky. Yeah. They done took it away from us. Yes. If I'm lucky, I'm uh, wow underscore thanks on Twitch. I've been streaming a bunch of different games. I was streaming uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla for a little while and uh, Cyberpunk right. 2077 came out. I was very excited about it. Uh, to catch you up on everything, Cyberpunk came out. It runs beautifully on the PC if you got a real high-end PC. It runs mm-hmm. pretty decent on Stadia for the, you know, two people out there dads. who have Google Stadia. All them dads out there. With you the said Google it was dad gaming, right? It's dad gaming. You don't have to update nothing. You just up, uh, like open up a browser and you're gaming. And, uh, you're in there. Uh, on consoles, however, uh, it, it, it's trash. It's absolute garbage fire. So, you know, most people, me and you included, we don't have the new next gen stuff. We don't have the PS5. Not we yet. don't have the Xbox Series X. So the PS4 right. version, the Pro version, the Xbox One version, so on, so on, so on. Right. It all runs badly. When I say badly, I mean like sometimes video games run badly because there's so much happening at one time. There's glitches. It is to be expected. There's pop-in textures. Yeah. It looks kind of funky sometimes. It's to be expected. When I say badly, I mean Cyberpunk crashes on me three times an hour. When I, A crash Mm-mm. is like hard crash, booted back to the home screen of your PlayStation. You've got no. to send a, 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 you know, a, a report, a bug report, to Sony and then you get to reload the game and since it's a big game all those load times take a long time it's just insanity nah, I can't be with that I so can't be bothered with that we have like quality issues <clears throat> ethical issues uh, yeah. the, the company that makes it CD Projekt Red they showed no footage of the console games before the games came out the reviews mm-hmm. were not allowed to be reviewed on the consoles they were only allowed to be reviewed on the PC the good versions that work so there's a lot of like tr- genuine deceit you have been lied to. They have been hiding these products. Or, or sin of omission. They it's, omitted certain information. Which is... They, it, they it, did not... Dude, it tears me apart. Because this is the company responsible for one of my it favorite games apart, of all time. Lisa. It tears me apart, Lisa! They, they made The Witcher 3. Like, they, they are yeah, responsible for jam. my favorite stuff. And when they made The Witcher 3, when you open up the case, there's a letter in there from... CD Project Red to our fans. We believe that you deserve the best possible game. Thank you for believing us. It, you know, it's a lot of goodwill. They got the map, there's stickers. It's like getting a MacBook. You know, you get all the fixins. It feels yeah. like they put yeah, a lot of yeah. thoughtful the thoughtfulness into it. Well, they have really squandered all that goodwill on cyber Cyberpunk, such that Sony has now taken that game off of the PlayStation Store. You cannot download it digitally anymore. Not available. I have never heard of such a thing. Nor have I. That's got to be the one of the worst drops of a game. That's got to be like in your wor- in your wildest dreams. That's not what happens. <laughs> you know what I'm yes, saying? Right, right. In your wildest dream, they don't restrict your game yeah. and, and give everybody a refund. 
it's like that layered. I mean, the, the problems are layered. There are uh, problems with the fact that they only released it on the PC for review, right? And then it sold insane amounts of of copies. I think like eight million cop million copies on day one or whatever. And they but released most of that was last gen consoles. Exactly. Right? I think at least like slightly <clears throat> less than half, maybe like 48% uh, are on these the last gen consoles. Like most of us have, like I have, like you have, and it doesn't run on that shit. And when the game came out, they they uh, released this press release that says we have recouped our development costs. We sold so well that we have completely recuperated our development costs. Everything else is butter. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but it don't work. You can't right. play it, though. And even the next-gen versions are not properly next-gen. They're actually just scaled-up versions of the con- the cur- current console version. It's so complicated yeah. and stupid. So Sony takes it away. I think Microsoft did the same. <laughs> Best Buy is now accepting refunds of opened retail. Never happened wow. before. If you bought wow. it and cracked it open and played it, you can still return it. It is just bananas. I want to say that it is a brilliant game because when it works, it's unreal. I've never played anything like it. It's just incredible. Really, but it very rarely works, and that's the problem. And uh, that's crazy. I, my I man mean, Chuck had a similar. Set. He had similar notes. Chuck Styles, friend of the podcast. Yeah. Chuck Styles. Yeah, Chuck basically was like, "I don't do it." I was like, "What?" <laughs> he he was the first one. He's like, "Did you buy it?" He called. He called me. Yeah. He's like, "Did you buy it?" I said, nah, man, I'm going to get it. He's like, don't do it. Yeah. It's not I said, done. what? It's not done. He's like, yeah, man, I can't recommend it. In so many words, like, I can't recommend it. It's, it's, it's like stuff is loading. Like, if you're moving towards the horizon, things are loading as you're moving towards it. Right. And I was like, oh, man, because I, I was like, all right, I'll just hold off, you know, a couple of days. Mm-hmm. When I heard it from you, I was like, Really? And then I started seeing the stuff on YouTube. I was like, oh, no. Yeah. And when I checked back in with Chuck, Chuck's like, the game is awesome when it works. It's just that, like, I said, Chuck, I I mean, I care too much about the The experience, experience, man. Yep. You know, I'd rather not play it. You know, it's like I watch half a movie or, like, you know, things are popping in and out of the movie while I'm, nah, I'd rather just, just finish it up. Right. And I watch it then. It what makes me what Well, I just I want to clarify, it should be said, this is not uncommon. The games come out and they're they're half baked and then they get patched and fixed and updated. CD Project Red did this for The Witcher 3, and when it first came out, it was kind of trash truck juice, and they fixed it and eventually, let's say 3 to 6 months later, it was just like one of the best games of all time. It'll get there. Mm-hmm. But you cannot give people the expectation that it is done. And ready for them to play. If that is not the case. Yes. Let me tell you this. I discovered this just this weekend. There's a bug in this game where if your save file exceeds 8 megabytes, it becomes corrupted and you can't load it anymore. That means if you have a bunch of autosaves, the game is constantly autosaving. If you have a bunch of autosaves right. and then it exceeds 8 megs, you just can't even load your game anymore. That's it. You're done. What? I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand why... Like this, this makes me immediately go to, okay, so it is what it is. Now let's talk about why it is what it is. Right. Like I'm with, I'm more interested because I mean, I don't have the game. I'm not buying the game anytime soon. It's going to really take for me to hear from a lot of people like IGN and friends and, you know, like guys like you and, you know, 
you're, I'm really going to have to hear, oh, no, it's ready. It's done. Yeah. You know? But I'm like, why? Like, did you think you were going to get away with it? Did you think it would be all good? Like, what are you thinking? Yeah. You knew, because the thing is, like, the way I was raised, <laughs> like, this is the kind of stuff where my mom be like, you knew that. You knew you wasn't done. When, you know what I'm saying? Like, you knew what you were doing. Mm-hmm. You made a choice. Mm-hmm. You, there's no way that you haven't played and tested. You told, like, you know, Cyberpunk 2077 has gone gold. Mm-hmm. You told us that the game was ready. And it and got delayed after that. you it wasn't ready. That's a bad, it's a bad sign. If it goes gold, so, and then it delays after that, that is not good news. So I, I'm curious as to be like, okay, what, why did this happen? What, what am I, what do we, what do we not know? Yeah. Who pushed this thing through? You know? Yeah, my understanding is, and this is not surprising, executives, the people in charge who do not make the game, but they sign the deal, they receive the check. Uh, they they were not listening to their developers, their their the makers, the staff. They didn't listen to them when they said the game ain't ready, boss. But like this game has been in production since twenty twelve, eight. Years. It's a long time. And I bet you it's gone through a lot of different iterations, but that means that it, it had to have been designed to run on the consoles that most people own, not the new Johns, because they didn't even exist. We didn't even mm, know what they looked like right. until 2020. Right. So, <clears throat> right. I mean, that's executives sold their team out, you know? They, they, on, on top of it, another layer of this, this uh, you know, messed up behavior from CD Projekt Red. They they had once at one point said, we don't do crunch. We're not going to force our devs to do crunch, which is to say they got, they have force, forced overtime, six-day work weeks. You know, you work mad early at night, work mad late. It's, it's bad for your health, your mental health. It's just bad for your team. And it makes mm-hmm. a bad product. And it's something that a lot of uh, video game companies do. They, they force their, their employees to do crunch. CD Projekt Red says it is not okay for us to do crunch. We're never going to do it. We're not going to do that to our team because that's bad for our team. We care too much. What did they do? They forced them to do crunch. So they, they went against their own policies they sacrificed that the health and stability and the you know the 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 uh the capability of their own team you know they, they they're mm-hmm. like they've thrown them under the bus and then when the team <laughs> says hey game ain't ready dog they said well i don't care hit publish anyway it's like your mom tells you to wash the dishes and you hand it back and it's covered in spaghetti sauce you're like no <laughs> uh-uh it's like you, 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 you knew I wasn't gonna. Be okay <laughs> this with isn't this, gonna right? fly though. But then you got to ask him, like, why did my mom think that was all right? <laughs> she just put it out there. She served that dish. Mm-hmm. This, uh, it's it's so problematic. That's not even getting into the content of the game, which is weird in its own right. But I'll tell you what, it is uh, kind of ironic. I would say explicitly ironic that this game is about evil corporations treating people badly. Hmm. And that is how the game got made. Like interesting. <laughs> that's some pot called a kettle black stuff, you know? So it interesting. is interesting. Frankly, it's just really a bummer because I've been looking forward to this for a real long time. I want those developers the to get their money. You know, I want them to get paid. I want them you did you know that sometimes developers don't get bonuses unless they get good scores on the game? I mean, I've heard of stuff like that. And yeah, the reality is I do feel bad for the gamers and the fans and people who want to play it because at the end of the day most of the people i know they just want to play the game and they want the game to be fantastic right 
They want to give you that. They have money in their hand. They would like to give you said money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'd like to receive the product for the money they give you and right. they want to like it. They want to enjoy Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And I think the devs that are working on it, they want you, they want to hand you a good product. They want you to enjoy the game. Yeah. So it seems like all around this situation's like a bummer. You know? It's a bummer. Yeah. I'm looking forward to, you know, hopefully CD Projekt Red figures out how to issue a Mia culpa and really do it right. Take care of their team first, then take care of the fans and the consumers. And then do it right. But yeah, they lost a lot of goodwill. And it's just, it, it upsets me for sure. I definitely wish wish I was playing this game and it was finished. Because otherwise you would catch me on Twitch and I'm playing Cyberpunk and the game barely even loads. It like damn that's, well that's doesn't rough. work. Speaking of wanting to give people money, yeah, it shouldn't be this hard to get a PS5. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know yeah, I, mean? I agree. I agree. It, like another thing that's kind of like, did you not think people were going to like... Isn't that the plan though? <sighs> For right? some, this is again the, one of the things that I'm like. Well, what happened? Why is this happening? Because if you make a product that's four hundred dollars and five hundred dollars, and people are waving money in the street, saying, "Please, literally, take my money. Mm-hmm. I have it for you. Please take it from me in exchange for your product." Yeah, it's like memes. It's jokes. I mean, there are famous people. You know what I'm saying? Who can't get a PS5? It's like, come on, y'all. Yeah. I would love What's to get deal? one. You you want to get one too, yeah? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, we've said it before. It saves us the 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 pain of having whatever bugs are associated with the new model, I guess. True. But yeah. uh yeah, I agree. I think at some point in time, probably by accident, Sony and X- Xbox and whatever, they were coming out with these consoles and they realized, like, oops. We didn't make enough for the demand. But yeah. maybe that was an accident the first time, but at a certain point, they're like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Like This is creating hype and scarcity. The harder it is to get, the more badly you want to get it. It's just kind of free advertisement. The energy is there for you. Mm-hmm. And while you and I are like, this is causing a pain point. I want this for the holidays. I want to I have these games. Yeah, yeah. You know, executives who don't give a <clears throat> shit, they're like, <laughs> why do I... Hey, why is that my problem, eh? Why should I care? I'm Mr. Sony. <laughs> hey, Mr. Sony, check this out, pal. Hey, I understand if you're looking for a PS5, is that right? You want a PS5 from me? How much money you got? How much money you got in your pocket right now? Right now. Put the money on the table. Oh, <laughs> oh you don't have $500, do you? No PS5 for you, okay? Yeah, when man. I come and I say I want the $500, have it for me. Well, yeah. well, well, well Mr. Sony, uh, how am I to know when you have it? Always have it. Have it ready at all times. Nintendo's no better, be though. I mean, you know, because you were trying to get the talking. Nintendo Switch during the summertime, and that drone's been out for years, but you still <clears> yes. couldn't even get one. <laughs> yes, I had to get get that drone off. I had to get it from the muscle. I had to get it out the mud. <laughs> I had to do a street, tra- I had to do a street transaction on That's the corner. That's right. I bought it from a guy in the parking lot of a Models. I bought it from a guy in a parking lot in a Wawa. <laughs> In Northeast Philly. <laughs> I had to pull the car up and then st- I had to kind of stake it out first to yeah. be like, all right, who is this dude? Dude got out of the car. He was small. I was like, all right, I can take this guy if it goes He's sideways. He's <laughs> But I did have to look around. You know, you got to look around like, what's, what's, what is this? What's right. going on? Yeah. You know? Right. It's and I had to here. wipe it down. I had to wear a mask. I had to disinfect the whole box and all this. Certainly. Yeah, of course. Anyway, yeah. Look, all that is Let's, disappointment. That's all. That's disappointment stuff that that is difficult to deal with. Uh, but 
I have. There I, are some things. There are some things that are good. There's some some very truly genuinely good things. I, yes. I know we, you know, going along the tooth. I just want to say maybe the last thing that we can talk about fittingly, Mando finale. We're gonna skip the skip the uh, the Disney stuff. Oh my God! Do we even have time for the Disney stuff? They they announced ten damn new Star Wars shows, and that's just Star Let's Wars. Let's talk about how we feel about it. Let's talk about how we feel about it. It's crowded in here. Gut Disney. reactions. Uh, yeah, my gut reactions. I followed the live feed of Ken and Octavius texting each other. I took a, a screenshot of over eighty five texts. <laughs> Can you imagine if what Siri was trying text? to? Yeah, man, I got message, that screenshot. Message, But you know, message, all the messages would be like, message, "Octavius message. said, oh, <laughs> right, exactly." <laughs> Yeah, there's Yo. a lot of news out of Disney. That that investor call, first of all, don't ever let me watch that again because that was a stupid waste of my time. Just give what? me the, the. I loved it. Tell me that they, they were doing the weird commercials. They're like, people really want uh, Baymax from Big Hero Six to have his own show. <laughs> no, I don't care. Get out of here I'm, with this. You not gonna watch the Baymax show? No. Come on, I, old he's, man. He's Tetris. just an inflatable <laughs> minion. Get the hell Curse out of here. You clowns! <laughs> I need other Get out of my way. Other people's joy can just back off. I don't need it. <laughs> oh man. It, okay, so Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff is undoubtedly cool, but like, there's a lot of f- filler that I didn't care about. So gut reactions is uh, old man yells at computer screen. That's right. Old man yells at live action Pinocchio is more like it. Okay. All right. My gut reactions is I am so excited. Mm. I am so hype. I mean, it really does seem like they always had a plan to transition to Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. Like that was the plan. They were planning on doing a lot of live action stuff um uh and a lot of features were going to be on disney plus but what i was surprised about is that black widow was still going to be in theaters they haven't changed that that is you know yeah and shang chi is the way you pronounce it not shang chi so we've been pronouncing shang chi wrong the whole time oops so (laughs) kevin feige let us know about that but yeah. you're not you're not excited about the fact that Hayden Christensen's coming back to play um first you know first 10 15 years Darth Vader. It's not that I'm not excited. It is it's it's that I'm I'm nervous. You say I I said on this podcast recently. I was I was watching Avatar okay. and I said mm-hmm. the words and I quote, I think I'm good with Star Wars. I'm done. Avatar's world is awesome. The characters are awesome. Let me get more mm-hmm. of that. And then mm-hmm. Mandalorian makes me eat my words because the Mandalorian season 2 was absolutely stunning and amazing and everything I like about Star Wars. And then Disney is like, "Oh, you like yes. Star Wars, huh?" And it's like uh what was that sketch in the beginning of a uh uh Method Man song in 36 Chambers. I keep feeding you and feeding you and feeding you and feeding you. And feed you. That's what Disney is doing with Star Wars. And I'm like, oh my God, 10 new properties. And that does not even include Mandalorian season three. Goodness gracious. I love the, Star Wars, yeah. my friends, but are we overstaying our welcome perhaps 
We got Obi-Wan. I have thoughts on this. We got Asuka. We got Rangers of the New Republic. We got Andor. We got the Acolyte. We got the Bad Bash. We got the Lando. That's exciting. We Star the Wars Visions. A droid Can story. Can you believe that Disney's making a show called Bad The Bad Bitch? <laughs> I was blown away. I was like, what? We got WAP, a Star Wars story. It's, uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> it's confusing. That's the title. title. That is the title of the episode. <laughs> that is the title of the episode right there. WAP, a Star Wars story. Wap, a Star oh, Wars man, story. That's great. That's right. And you know, Justin Simmons is all over that, right? He's got, he's doing Lando <laughs> out, off of Dear White People. He's got Lando and he's got WAP, a Star Wars story. Nikki's in it. Wow. Cardi's in it. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm just saying, it's say a this. lot this of is, stuff, don't you think? It's a lot of stuff, but they're trying to flesh out a streaming service and they're trying to build out a world. And that's what I'm most excited about for Star Wars. And I think that leads us in that can lead us. Well, I'm going to say a couple of things. One, I'm excited to see them continuing to flesh out Marvel Studios. So I'm just excited about that. Whatever Kevin Feige says he's going to do. I'm like, sure, man, whatever. Like, I trust you. I'm down. Mm-hmm. You tell me that you're going to do um, this, that, and the other thing. The one thing about what Kevin Feige said that was interesting to me is that they're not going to, at this time, recast Chadwick Boseman yeah. for T'Challa, but they're going to still continue to do Black Panther 2, but they're going to be exploring other people in Wakanda. That made me raise an eyebrow and go, huh. Yeah. So. You think it's going to be That's Shuri? interesting. I mean. I maybe man it's just so interesting like and if they and he has so much goodwill in the bank for me that I'm like sure man you still got Ryan Coogler writing and directing it then Kevin we're good Feige's, yeah okay if if he's down I'm down yeah you know so but it is it is curious to go huh okay mm-hmm. all right let's see what happens but that's the thing I trust you with Star Wars, it's a little different. Definitely. Because with Star Wars, I, I've had struggled. I've struggled. <laughs> it's been like, fam. Now, oh, let me, let's, let's, before we do this, let's just talk about spoilers for The Mandalorian yes. season finale. That's right. Season two, season finale, uh, chapter 16, season two, episode eight, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Spoilers. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about things that happened in it. You haven't seen it. If you don't want to know about it, this is your opportunity to pause, go watch it, or check out, or skip, or whatever. Yeah, because we're going to spoil this. Right. Spoilers. Three, two, one. It's your fault. That's right. You're on the other side. We got the dark troopers here. Uh, you know, they're 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 making sure that you know if if you chose to be over here, then they're going to spoil it for you. Brute force yeah. spoilers. All right, yes. Moff Gideon knows. Punch you he, in, punch he, you in the best car. They until you, punch you in the best car until your head caves in the wall behind you. That's right. right. Yeah. Beskar's strong, huh? Beskar's strong, is, is it the adamantium of the galaxy? I guess so, yeah. Or the uh, vibranium, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of yeah. like got that, like, I, I'm sure something can take it out. But that was the thing. It, it, not even the Darksaber can cut through the Beskar. So they were setting up some some parameters here, what it what it's capable yeah. of doing. That being said, we still got to see uh, Mando get his ass kicked. <laughs> that was the first time we saw that happen. Yeah, Woo. like seriously. But isn't his name so, Din Din Jar- Jarin? Din Jarin. Yeah, Din Jarin. Yeah, he he really got it handed to him. Yeah, I'll say this about the season finale of The Mandalorian. I really felt 
so emotional at the end of that episode for two different reasons. Mm. One, the way that lasts 10 minutes, boy, that was some good TV right there. Yes, it was. That was some good, you know, finalizing there, just bringing it all together, the intensity, the music, the tension, the anticipation, the buildup. Just like punching this wall, trying to get this door open. Man, you feel it like, but you know something's going to happen. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And when you see that fly up and A single see the X-wing. dark cloak, the X-Wing, yeah, the dark cloak. And I'm like, nah, is that Luke? Yeah. I'm like, who is that? And then when you see the black glove, you're like, okay, black glove. Yeah. This is 25 years before the new trilogy. So, you it's know. Like five and years it's, after Return of the Jedi-ish. Something like that. So, Vader shouldn't be with us. And who could that be? And then you see the, the left hand is not gloved. You're like, that's Luke. And then you see the green, green lightsaber. Saber. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. This is great. And I was excited that that moment happened. Yeah. I was like, that's so dope. And then and then it, it replicates the same scene as the end of Rogue One, where it's the red saber yeah. and the whole hallway scene. Dope. And really seeing Luke get busy in a way that we've never seen Luke get busy like that. Yeah, yeah. And it, that was pretty exciting because, you know, like you know, all of the original Star Wars movies build up Luke and his abilities and what he's capable of. But to your point, we never really get to experience that. We don't even see it. That's the stuff that lives in yeah. the books, the games. You know, it's like you have to read about it. You got to find out about it. It was really very exciting to see him actually go to work. And like, yeah. I mean, crumble uh, uh, a dark trooper with uh, his force grasp, you know, like all that yeah. stuff. That was amazing. And it, it even got to the point where they, when he revealed himself, I lost my mind. And then I was, I couldn't help but really overanalyze, you know, the CG, because this is, again, yeah, of course. we're doing of course. that thing, right? Star Wars is doing that thing where we're de-aging someone or where we're bringing somebody back into existence. Mm-hmm. But for what it's worth... Now you tell me if you thought a different way. I just wasn't even mad about it because I was just sitting there I'm like, the spectacle is too good. The story is yes. too good. The reveal is too good. Yes. I don't yes. even care. You yes. know? I saw it. Uh, my animator brain was like, ugh. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, yikes. This is Uncanny Valley. This is, uh, You know what I mean? Uh, but at the same time, I didn't really spend too much time there because it was about Grogu and Mando. That That's what the moment was about. And I so appreciated that because it wasn't about Luke. Luke was actually like uh, just a plot device. Right, exactly. And, yeah. and it didn't matter if it was Ahsoka. It didn't matter if it was freaking Kylo Ren. It didn't matter if it was... It, it didn't really matter who it was to me. You know what I'm saying? Because it was cool that it was Luke, but it, was, it wasn't about that. It was about that final moment where, you know, he doesn't want to go. He's looking for your permission. And you're just like, dang, man, this dude has really built a relationship with the Mandalorian. And then he yeah. wants him to take the helmet off and he finally takes it off. And Huge. he's coming fresh off that episode where, where what's the comedian? Him name? and what's Bill Burr's name. Bill Burr is Man. like, you keep, you keep the, you keep the helmet on and then you take it off. 
Which one is it? Yeah. Is it because of your religion? Or is it because, you know what I mean? Like the whole thing, he's not talking like that, but the whole point being like. He did answer that question, is, and I think it was a really significant what question. Is this? You know, is, is it that you can't take the helmet off or you can't show your face? Because those are not the same thing. And right. uh, this was not the first time that Din had, had been re- on the receiving end of that kind of critique or those, those questions. Because right. the other Mandalorians were basically the ones to show up and be like, yo, your, your you know, clan of Mandalore, y'all yes. are extreme. We, we're not yeah. all like that. And I, yeah. I thought that was a really interesting way of diving into the mythos of saying like, it's not as, as simple as you think it is. There's fragments and I felt here. That. Yeah. I felt that. I mean, to be honest with you, there's a real part of me that really connected as a Christian and going, you know, you have these same kind of conversations with other people who have the same faith. It's like, I believe in Jesus, but I don't practice the same cultural norms as you do. Right. Like my faith is not necessarily your cultural norms. Like there are a lot of different ways people can practice, a lot of people, different ways people, uh, we can have a, a similar belief, but just not live the same way. Right. And I love the challenge. I love him even being silent, kind of being like, Dad, I don't really know how to answer that. Because it's like, wait, you took, you put on a new costume, you can, you're quiet, you can't even respond, you're uncomfortable, and then you take the helmet off so that, you know, you can do this job, but then, you know what I mean? And all of that stuff was great seeding to come to that final moment where he takes it off, not because his life is in jeopardy, not because, you know, oh, I, I'm safe and no one can see me. He didn't do it for love or for a relationship with a woman who was like, seeming like he, you, you can make a good life here. He did it for this kid. And if you yeah. notice towards the end of the season, they started saying he lost his kid. Yeah. He yeah. lost his kid, my kid. Right. You know, it, it became his child. And even in him letting him go with Luke, it was just like, oh, I, that hurt me. I felt that as yeah. a, you know what I mean. It felt like that uh, that scene in in every movie you watched as a kid, where that the the kid is telling his dog to go away, get out of here. I don't need get, get out of here. Dog. Come on, I don't want you anymore. Yeah, he throws right. something at the dog, and the dog's it, like, oh. right. It's like that. I and mean, you know, it's, it's got me wondering, as I'm sure it's got you wondering, where do we go from here? See, we know for oh, a fact yes. season three comes back. Grogu maybe not going to be a part of the picture. We don't even know. Maybe there's a time, yes. uh, uh, you know, a leap forward. Maybe people are older. Who oh, knows? I didn't because think about there, a time jump. There's a lot at stake. We could see Grogu get older and maybe have like a different perspective, maybe more narrative control instead of literally being carried around everywhere. We could see, uh, I would imagine we will see what happens between Din and uh, Bo-Katan. You know, Bo is like, mm-hmm. let me get that dark saber. <laughs> there's an, there's another uh, uh, part of the show where it's like we're we're having conversations about dogma versus faith, right? Bo Katan, mm-hmm. she's over here mm-hmm. saying like, "What's wrong with you? You can't even take your helmet off, stupid! You like right. some extremist." But then she is right. now faced with the fact that she is loyal to her tradition, to these rituals. Yeah. And yeah, she can't accept it. the Darksaber unless she uh, uh, wins it in combat. So it's, you know, we have a lot of things that we need to examine. I don't know. It's crazy. Ah, oh, you're sparing me. 
this should be interesting. <laughs> and you're like, what does that mean? Right. And then he's just laughing. And he's like, ah, you've won in combat. So he's like, I yield. He's like, oh, 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 oh no, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, because I don't know all this. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen the Clone Wars and Rebels. So me, I don't man. know all of this lore about how it works. Yeah. But that was so interesting of like, he's like, okay, I yield. Just take it. And she's like, uh, I can't take it. And it's like, well, hold on a second. You just gave me all this mess about the helmet. Mm-hmm. Take the dark saber. I don't want it. Oh, she'll just be a pretender. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. So here's my, here's what I see. I don't know what's going to happen, but here's what makes me excited. Yeah. What makes me excited is, well, first thing is like, well, dag, season one and season two has been Lone Wolf and Cub. Right. You know, like what happens now? Now, Grogu, Baby Yoda has been delivered into the hands of Luke Skywalker, and we know a little bit about like what happens later on with Luke yeah. and, like, trying to create the new Jedi training, and right. Kylo Ren, and da 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 right? Mm-hmm. So, part of us goes, okay, well, wait a minute. You have to tell me more about what's happening with Grogu. Yeah. You can't just leave that. We right. don't even know what species Grogu is. Yeah. We we've only seen two other people who are like him. Like, you can't just let that hang. Mm-hmm. I got a, there's too much money in Baby Yoda. That's of one of the things that I said to Ken. There's too much, there's billion like Din Djarin just handed Luke Skywalker a character who is a force ghost right now. Sure. And the the, the actor doesn't even look like that. He just handed him billions of dollars. Yeah. There's yeah. no way we don't see <laughs> Grogu again. That's uh-huh. number one. And number two, in a lot of ways, The Mandalorian is the daredevil of Disney Plus. Like mm. that that show. Hmm. It's like he's he's they're building the Disney Plus Star Wars universe on Din Djarin's Beskar clad shoulders. Yeah. Yeah. So that cannot be the end of it. Certainly. I don't see that being the end of it. Right. We have to be going somewhere. So What's the next step in his life? It's the Darksaber. Yeah. Now we have to explore, or I would assume we're going to be exploring, who are you now? Right. Your whole identity has been, I'm a Mandalorian. I'm a bounty hunter. Okay. Um, And then I have this thing I have to go do. Then my faith or belief system is challenged. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to protect this kid and deliver him. Mm -hmm. Now that I've delivered him, who am I now? Right. Now, in a lot of ways, from what I understand, he is the rightful leader of Mandalore. Yeah. So I would assume season three is going to be going now that I have this new responsibility. What, how do we move forward in these various different, you know, denominations of Mandalore? Right. And being a Mandalorian. How do I lead that? And how do I deal with this? Like, I'm an extremist. I don't want this responsibility. So, a little bit more of like the, um, what's, what is it? Like the, uh, like the, not the disgruntled hero, but you know what I'm saying? Whatever that character is. Yeah, sure. Sure. I mean, he's kind of an anti-hero, right? Like anti-hero. He, he like, I don't want this. He doesn't want this, right? He doesn't want to stand for anything. He just wanted to do his job and be done. And, right. uh, you know, of course, he turned into a softy and, and has a lot of feelings for this kid that he was protecting. And now, who is he without that? Who is he without the mask? Who is he without mm-hmm. any of this stuff? You're right. Mm-hmm. I, I think we're going to be exploring his identity and, and the fragments of that. Uh, what I know is I want... Mandalorian season three and going forward to follow the same formula 
of a new adventure every episode because I think that has mm-hmm. been fantastic and yes. just the best kind of TV that I can yes. imagine, especially when it comes to this huge, expansive galaxy where you get to go to different planets and meet different aliens and you know figure out how to help them out. Season two mm-hmm. of Mandalorian is was just perfection to me. I really enjoyed season one a lot. I thought it was terrific, but you know it was like. Yeah. It, it, it had its flaws, its own things. It wasn't all perfect. But season two was just such a perfect realization of what they could do. Every single episode was one that I will rewatch because I thought it was just outstanding. Yeah. And yeah. they stuck the landing. And now I have no idea where they go, but I'm, I am definitely signed up. Here's what... Now, now getting back into all the stuff they just announced. Yeah. When S- some Luke of these Skywalker stories are going to spin up. off. Boba Fett, Jordan, yeah. you know, like He's getting his yeah. own show. The book of Boba Fett, yeah. the book of Boba Fett, which is going to be December next year. Yeah, um, and season three of Mandalorian, which is holiday next year, I think as well. I think that's but right. Here's what I think about Luke Skywalker showing up. Part of me is like, this is awesome that it's happening. Another part of this is, I don't care about Luke Skywalker. Yeah, please don't make this the Luke Skywalker show. I don't want any more of who's Luke Skywalker's cousin, nephew, brother, father, sister, daughter. I love that this is the Din Djarin show. The yeah. Din Djarin and Friends show. Right. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. Please don't make this about Luke now. Yeah. You know? And I love about all the stuff that I'm seeing from what they announced. What makes me excited is it seems like they're finally going to do that. Yeah. They're going to go, here's what's going on with Lando. Here's what's going on with Ahsoka. What the heck is, you know, the the Bad Batch? You know what I mean? People know because they've watched the show. Like, they're going to expand. This is a, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away there's more than one family. With the exception of, you know, Kenobi, a lot of these stories yeah. are are pockets of the Star Wars galaxy. Finally. Yeah. Finally. And I, that is something that excites me, and I really want to see th- uh, directors really make their mark. That's been another success of Mandalorian, is every episode yes. has been directed by some another voice. And whether it's Robert Rodriguez or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, uh, Rick Famuyiwa. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, they have their own flavor. The they tell their person. own stories. And I just think like yeah. that, that has been very special and maybe kind of a, a proving grounds for how Star Wars yeah. is going to spin off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm can't excited, wait, man. man. I, I, I feel nervous because Star Wars has burned me a mm. lot of times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, Justin Simeon, Lando. Uh, yeah. Patty Jenkins, Road Squadron. Hard to disagree. You know, yeah. Taika Waititi is doing a star, doing a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it's you know hard what I'm to disagree. So it it seems like they're starting to find their footing, and you can only hope that you know they're going to be able to stick the landing over and over and over. And it makes me hope shows. that they start getting confident. With you remember when Solo was coming out, and it was uh, uh, you mm-hmm. know the guys who made Lego Movie and uh, Spider Verse. Yeah. But yeah. then they got nervous about that and they handed it over to somebody else. And like, I, I mm-hmm. want them to really just commit, lean in. You got, you have enough space. There's a, enough galaxy for you to start trying different things here. We've been saying this about every yes. superhero movie yes. too. So maybe Star yeah. Wars will be the, the franchise, the space where that actually works out. Hope so. We shall see. Didn't work out for Bib Fortuna, though. It, it, it certainly did not work out for Bib Fortuna. My man thought he was okay. Jabba got killed. His boss is dead. And now mm. he's dead, too. <laughs> he got he got large, man. Well, the pandemic really hit him. He, he went on some pandemic pants. Yeah. Yeah. Pandemic pounds got a hold of him. Uh-huh. 
Boba, <laughs> I thought that you were so good to see you. Did you hear like, him say yeah, McClunky? I, I swear to God, I, I heard did him, hear say, him McClunky. say McClunky. <laughs> he did. He did. I was like, this, okay. I, I rewatched that scene a couple times, and Timmy was like, what are you doing? I was like, I heard him say McClunky. He's like, you're in, in, like, an insane person. What's wrong with you? you <laughs> they, they, the, the McClunky cut, and Greedo said McClunky, and, he, and then he shot. On solo, but he didn't originally say McClunky, and I had the bulletin board and I was connected the dots. Yeah, right. <laughs> you gotta see. You got. You gotta see it. I, it's all. It's all clear now. She's like, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> Episode one twenty eight. Internet. Yep, that's right. That was WAP, good. a Star Wars story. That's it. There it is. All told. At Octavius A. Newman. At Adam Tedderus. At Comic Book Junto. Um, let us know what you guys think about all the various things that we discussed today. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Adam, you got anything? Yeah, find us on Clubhouse. Anything to know you know, about Octavius the- is doing that thing, so find us on Clubhouse for sure. And uh, you can uh, find me streaming video games from time to time throughout the week on Twitch. This is one of the ways mm-hmm. that I've been trying to you know, fight the winter blues because it's, it's cold and dark outside, so I'm, the I'm dark streaming ages. on Twitch. I just want to you know, hang out with my friends and play video games, so you can find me on Twitch. Wow underscore thanks. Wow thanks. Yeah, you just want to do hood rat stuff with your friends. That's it. That's all. I just want to make sure that uh, Cyberpunk works while I'm doing hood rat shit with my friends. <laughs> right. <laughs> T-posing on my motorcycle, you know? Yeah. What? Yo, is that you see this? This is one of the glitches in the game where a T-pose, you oh. know, as an animator, you know, yeah, with, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's so like out of the blue. No way. Yeah, see, I'm cool. I can't, I can't have that. <laughs> I can't have the rig just pop up into like the, the way it was before any animator touched it in the middle of riding down the street. But you know that what's hysterical? It, 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 the, the, the thing about this on Cyberpunk, not only that, but in Cyberpunk, when you create a character, I mean, it's like very detailed. You choose genitals mm-hmm. for your character. It's mm-hmm. like a, a bizarre amount of depth and detail. So when this glitch happens on the motorcycle, you T-pose on your motorcycle fully nude. Even if you were wearing armor, <laughs> you got your bare ass <laughs> Yo. waving in cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully they fix this game because this sounds embarrassing. Until then. You gotta be like, yeah, you gotta be embarrassed. Just like, you know what I mean? Like you put all this work into this game and people are just like, they got the character butt naked on top of a motorcycle. <laughs> like that's not why, that's not what I animated. That ain't what we wrote in the code. He ain't supposed to be butt naked on the motorcycle. <laughs> Who approved that? It's dystopian, man. Okay. <laughs> That's episode 128. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Oh, oh, oh.